0: and enjoy the podcast. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast presented by the Black Psychologist Network, the Let's Get Some Perspective edition where we react and analyze viral vids making their way across social media and the internet. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcasts and watching us on YouTube, Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and give us five stars. Anything less than five stars is uncivilized. I am one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I and I am him. And of course, you all know I'm not flying this aircraft by myself. I am joined by New Jersey's finest, the one and only, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there was.
1: <laughs>
0: my esteemed colleague, my friend, my brother. Dr. Jason Coleman. What's going on, bro?
1: Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm happy to be here. What's going on with you, bro?
0: Nothing, man. You know, beginning of the week, you know, taking advantage of a much-deserved holiday, some self-care. <laughs> you know, it's always yes. good Then that that two-day into a three-day.
1: you going to go ahead and rub it in, man. Some, boys, Absolutely. Any chance some I of us had to, had to hit that pavement and actually work today, so I'm a little tired, but...
0: Man, we go through for the people, and I am proud of your dedication, brother. Let me let me be the first <laughs> that to you. I appreciate you. I gotta check it because I'm. I be looking. Yo, this is crazy because it has
1: me looking at the wrong camera. Because I my uh.
0: But man, you know, um, yeah, it was cool. it, you know, the two day to a three day, and um try to get some self care in. Um, you know, watching the highlights from that uh terrible um all star game, bro. You get a chance to check any of the, the, the festivities for the weekend?
1: Um I saw the three point contest. You know, that was dope. Um I think they should keep doing that. Um yeah. you know, um, especially the last part where they where they do the winner, you know, uh, of the men's three point versus the w- winner of the women's from the from the uh year before. I think that was dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um
1: to me that was kind of the highlight of the night um other than that i turned it off you know the game yesterday was a straight snoozer so 200 points mass crazy. yeah
0: over uh,
1: two, 200 points
0: bro the only the only thing that played defense last night was the rim i saw Luka, <laughs> i saw Luke get rim blocked and i saw uh i saw the greek freak break a dunk on on the uh i saw him break a dunk on the on a fast break that was the only defense that was played that was night. that
1: bad, what Luca did? I, they were talking about that on the radio. I, they said he, he was trying to dunk in the rim, the rim him.
0: Yeah, the rim played defense. Oh, that's crazy. That's the player of the year. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, the three-point contest between Sabrina and Steph was absolutely the highlight of the weekend. Um, I think they should actually probably expand that. Like, if they have, like, two on each side. So, if you had, like, Steph and maybe, like, Dane or Steph and whoever else. Yeah. Um, you know, the other, uh, second best shooter in the league face off against like Sabrina and probably like next year, like Caitlin Clark, who was yeah. amazing. Like if they had her and Sabrina versus like Steph and like Dame, that'd be great.
1: Dope.
0: Yeah.
1: Be- I mean, I would tune in, you know, but I think it's just time for us to accept and put it out in the open and just wrap our arms around it. The fact that All-Star Weekend takes place before Sunday, right? All the festivities, they probably start on Wednesday in most cities. Definitely on Thursday, Friday, Saturday is lit. You know everything is 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 you know what I mean. Um, er- everything is live, and then Sunday people just recover and get ready to go home. Exactly. It. There's no way that these players are there all weekend just gearing up to play this game, man. It just doesn't work like that. You know. Okay. I'm sure it's all sorts of pictures, Instagrams with them out doing events all week. You know, so why would we expect? you know it to be anything but a vacation. So
0: exactly. Speaking of which, uh the All-Star game and Chris Brown, there was a lot of drama and some controversy that uh that took place. So let me uh cue it up real quick to give a brief summation on what was going on. Uh da-da-da-da-da.
2: Chris Brown was banned from participating in the all-star celebrity game. Chris Brown took to Instagram to express his frustration with the NBA, claiming he was initially invited to participate in the All-Star Celebrity Game but was later uninvited due to objections from the sponsor Ruffles. The event, which took place on February 16th, featured participants like Kai Senat and Lil Wayne. In a post on his story, Brown revealed that he received a call informing him of the change in plans, citing Ruffles' objections to his involvement. Brown expressed his frustration, stating, I was asked by the NBA to play in the All-Star Game this year. Year, only for them to call later and say I couldn't do it because of their sponsors like Ruffles. At this point, I'm sick of people bothering me, and I'm tired of living in the effing past. Despite not being able to play due to the sponsors, Brown claimed that the NBA was still open to his attendance, but he adamantly refused, saying that it's not effing happening. He insisted on only going where he's appreciated. What do you think of
0: All right. so that- <laughs> Um, he also posted some of the emails uh, that he said he received from the All-Star game or from like whoever was in charge with the festivities. And then, you know, them giving him a call and so on and so forth um, just to kind of show proof of what took place. And um, to give you this seems like this has been a kind of a recurring issue for him, unfortunately. And let me just kind of go down sure. the list talk about his past. Uh, let me just kind of go down a couple of the incidents that uh, he's referring to just to kind of give everyone like, a more comprehensive uh, look. So in 2009, you have the incident with Rihanna, which everyone is familiar with. Uh, in 2017, he had an incident with his ex-girlfriend, uh, Carucci, who had a five-year restraining order uh, placed on him. 2018, he was sued by a woman for alleged sexual assault uh, that she said occurred in his house. He denied the allegations. The lawsuit was later dismissed and it was settled out of court. And then in 2022, he was sued by a woman for 20 mil. Uh, and she was alleging that he had drugged and raped her. That lawsuit was later dismissed by a judge. All right. So that's kind of like a brief history of uh, kind of some of the trials and tribulation that that uh, Chris Breezy has experienced. Um, Overall, for me, Jay, um, this issue really raises, like, broader questions about, like, redemption, accountability, and, like, the extent to which Chris or any individual's past is, um, should impact, like, their current opportunities. Like, the bottom line that we both know of is that the most important factor in any of this is money, which comes from the sponsors, right? So, and that uh, subsequently allows the corporate entities the ability to enforce any type of moral or ethical judgment among people. And that's the challenge that Chris keeps facing when he's trying to overcome some of his past mistakes. Like it doesn't matter, unfortunately, you know, how far he's come um, and how much success he has. The money is is the most important factor in a lot of this, right? So now that the companies are able to kind of pick and choose who they want to endorse, who they want to have involved in different events, and um, anything of that nature. Unfortunately, he's going to continue to run into this. Right? Um, it's not even about like what took place; that nobody was there. Whether the charges were dropped, you know, whatever the case may be, it's still going to be a situation that he he continues to run into just because of like just the optics, and then people are going to. Protest or have their, you know, their opinions about it, and then the sponsors and the corporations are going to fold into it because the money component is what speaks the loudest. So, I think there's going to be like unfortunate, reoccurring issue that he keeps going to run into. I
1: mean, listen, I think you're absolutely right. Like, I was listening, I was just checking something while I was talking to you because I wanted to kind of verify it first. But I'm listen, I'm not as upset about this as or outraged as a lot of people say think, right? I think there's a bigger conversation that we need to have about two things. One, about redemption, like you said, right? And two, at some point, we're gonna have to have some conversation about um, you know, how do we support victims and how do we preserve people's right to be innocent until they're proven guilty, right? Because that's one thing to set, right? But we see people we see people and I'm talking about separately from Chris Brown, but we see all types of people, men and women in the public eye, you know, that lose things when the judgment is made of, you know, or, or an allegation is made or charges filed, and then they have to put their lives back together. So that's, those are bigger conversations. But with this, I'm not really as kind of frustrated by it because we all know what it stems from, right? It stems from going back to the reality, right? There's been several incidents accusations since then right 13 15 16 2019 right a lot of these incidents either got resolved you know the or the complaints disappeared you know because i'm talking about after the rihanna thing right but we know why his reputation was tarnished and why he's had all of these challenges is because we saw the pictures of rihanna and we know what he, what he did to her right Now this is the question, so I think companies, whether he did that yesterday or 15 years ago, people have, companies have a right to disassociate themselves with him, right? The same way companies would have a right to disassociate themselves with with anybody, right? Um, But I think we also gotta look at it, it works both ways. So Ruffles is the sponsor, they are like, yo, we don't wanna work with this guy because it's fast, right? Right. But there's still plenty of companies that do business with Chris Brown. You know, they sell tickets for Chris Brown concerts. They sell merch. They allow Chris Brown to use their venues. They sell all types of food with Chris Brown, you know what I mean? Headlining tours. I, I wanted to verify because I had heard it before, but he they said he owns like over 10 Burger Kings. The Burger King doing business with him, right? So my point is, it's two sides to it. So Ruffles might not be doing business with him and they can choose not to, right? Um, but and he may be upset more, probably more so about the embarrassment and how it's public, right? Um, and he and he probably feels like he's moved past this in his life. So you hear the annoyance, but I'm not really bothered by it because there are going to be businesses that, pick, that choose to either do business with Chris Brown or not do business with Chris Brown for the rest of his life. Because of that one, it's you know so and there are plenty of businesses that still do business with them so you know corporate sponsors are going to have that type of power and influence Um, so I mean you know I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with me but I'm not really too bothered by that
0: yeah I believe I mean I don't know Chris Brown um, but I believe a lot of this his frustration is stemming from uh, more of the overt aspect of it right like you mentioned if he has endorsements if he has burger king you've never seen burger king commercial with him right like that, this would be something that you would have to look up and kind of do your research or maybe have like a more in-depth conversation maybe through interviews or whatever the case but it's not something like he's even though he may own the burger king or he maybe has some type of endorsement deal with him he's not like overtly on the television commercial right like he's not he's it's not in that type of situation same thing even with any other type of endorsements or things like even if we're looking at him being commercialized in the sense of doing like the national anthem or the star spangled banner he's only done that one time in his whole career and that was like back in 2009 2010 at like the mayweather uh mosley fight every all those other different opportunities have gone towards like the neos and the john legends and the ushers and things i think He's probably, I, I would imagine, frustrated that he's not getting those opportunities like overtly in front of the camera, like some of the other RB stars are, right? But like again, they have the right to choose to do business with from in whatever manner that they want to. So they can say, hey, we want to work with you, but we're gonna have you just partner in this manner as opposed to being out in front of the lens. So I think it's a lot of frustration that he's get, like he's experiencing. And even to kind of have that kind of slap in the face where they're like, oh, well, we don't want you in the game, but we still want you to like sit, you know, on the sideline, right? Like we still want you to be a part. We want you to come to the festivities, but we don't want you front and center with the Ruffles basketball jersey on the playing in the celebrity game, like with the other celebrities. So I think that's the component that he's, um, you know, fed up with and frustrated with because he's not getting that same type of notoriety. And that, I think again, I'm not surprised also at, or as outraged as a lot of people are for the reason that I don't think that he ever will. Like his music speaks for itself, right? Like he should be the epitome of separating the, the artist from the music or the artist and music from whatever the lifestyle, or whatever took place. But he's not like he, I don't think he's ever going to unfortunately be like that usher status, even though he has the music is just phenomenal. Like, just because they're always going to have that Rihanna incident and whatever else transpire, like, years and years later. Even though Rihanna has gone by, she's she's forgiven him, has kids, has their own life. He has three kids of his own. It's always going to be kind of just, like, there. And corporations are always going to utilize that. And, they're you know, it's just something that he, I don't know if he's come to a place of acceptance with it, but I think that's just always going to be there. It's not fair to him, but it it just kind of is what it is. So I wasn't I'm not surprised at this because I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing for him.
1: I mean, listen, I don't I don't necessarily even really think that it's unfair to him because think about what you just said, like Russell's Ruffles paid the NBA a lot of money, right? For. them to put for people to put their jerseys on and advertise that product. Right, so. I don't even think it's it's exclusive to him. I think if it was any celebrity that they were including in the game that they felt represented the wrong thing, right? You know, they didn't want it. they don't want that celebrity associated with their product. The NBA probably just said, listen, anybody can come see our games, right? So we still want you there, right? But you can't wear the jersey because this is the part Ruffles is paying for. This is what so I I get it. You know, um, and I think I if we're being honest, on some level he should get it, right? Because it's if we being it's an image thing. Right? So the same way the the singers that you name, right, they may not all be squeaky clean in terms of like morally, whatever you think of their decisions in their personal life. You can talk about Neil and all of them. But to my knowledge, they don't have like criminal records and they haven't been through issues like this, right? So, you know, Usher wouldn't have have been performing, you know, for the Super Bowl, most likely. Well, let me not say that. Well, if he was currently involved in those type of issues, right? Um, But it gets dicey, right? It it gets dicey because it depends on how far you want to move the goalpost, right? Because, especially when we start talking about entertainment, how many entertainers do we know that have criminal paths, right? That are very brutal, horrific. Now, you know, let's kind of remove the direct comparison to Chris Brown because I don't, that's domestic violence. Huh? But we're talking about people who represent products, right? We could go back probably to Super Bowl stages, definitely other big stages, Grammy stages, where there are people on stage performing a have felonies, right? They're musical artists now. I'm not saying they've committed any crimes within the last 20 years. But if we were to believe anything that they've said and what they've built their careers on, there have been a lot of fellows on that stage, right? Now, it's kind of different because if you represent the Grammys, they can say, oh, we represent all kinds of music and different people and blah, 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 blah. But when it's that specific and just selling these ruffles, like these chips, you know, then it's different, right? Because you run the risk of people going online and saying oh ruffles is promoting this and they they support that you know so it, i kind of talked myself out of my own point but that's the that's the point of us discussing it,
0: right this the, the business is the business right and i think that again i understand chris's frustration at the same time kind of teasing out a little bit of what you said he has to understand this is the game right, right. like this is how it works like you've been around since you were 15 16 And this is how it goes. Right. It's a situation where absolutely the the companies have their discretion on who they want to kind of mess with and who they don't. And it's kind of how it goes. I mean, even when you sign a contract, right, like there is a morality clause. Hey, you're not going to just be representing this particular like whatever corporation or endorsement. And you're going to be out here just kind of getting into whatever situation whatever type of social issue or cr- criminal you know activity or whatever nah, that's not going to happen and again i get like is it unfair that someone should be held to this because you did something when you were 18 19 and it's going to follow you no it's not fair in that respect but in business that's how it is
1: but it's it, but, but you're right because there's a reason why the big corporations, right? Why they get in the business only with certain people, right? It's the reason why the Rock sells everything, and Kevin Hart sells everything, and Beyonce can charge thirty million for for a, a you know Super Bowl commercial. Like these people, if you look at these people's careers, they've been very squeaky clean, right? Look at Derek Jeter; he's selling everything now. So LeBron James. Are, oh. LeBron James, right? There's a reason why. Some of these people are in these positions. Tom Brady, right? I'm not saying that they're the most more. We're not talking about more, we're talking about how they preserved their image over the years, right? Which and when we talk about image, we're talking about who you associate yourself with, where you're going, do you have a rest record? All, all of this stuff. So and then if and then and let's be let's just be honest, right? There, there are a couple things. That 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 we have to talk about. If we start talking about, did did Ruffles say the the specific reason why they didn't want Chris Brown? Did they say image or did they say
0: domestic? Ruffles released a statement, and in typical corporate kind of self-preservation, diffusion of responsibility mode, like, "Hey, we don't have any input on who plays in the celebrity game." (laughs) So you know they they stepped out of it like oh well no the NBA there's another portion of the All Star team or, or the All Star selection committee they do that so of course you know a corporate corporate uh, corporation is not gonna come in and say like oh well this is why we didn't want him doing it right they're not gonna come out and say that because that that opens up the door for another form of controversy and then they alienate a certain population or a certain demographical population of customers and they're not gonna do that they of course. Put it on, diffuse the responsibility and say, oh, no, we're not in charge of that. There's another committee that does that. We love Chris Brown. Right? He said something to, to the effect of that. We know how that goes. See, it, it just gets complicated, bro. Right.
1: And I'm and i and I'm sure on some level, and I'm not making any accusations about anybody, right? And what I'm about to say is public knowledge. But if you look at it from his perspective, he has to own what he did to the right? But I'm sure he's sitting and he's mad. We're talking about why he's irritated. I'm sure he's looking and he's like, well, he'll let Dr. Dre perform at the, at the Super Bowl. He got all, he ain't got no rest, but but you know, there's been movies, allegations, right? And he's not the only person. We're just talking about it as an example, right? Um, and we're moving on, domestic, but when we talk about representing products, like Snoop Dogg is selling smokeless stoves. We all know when he represent in Long Beach, right? So Chris Brown is like, I got to be a bad guy? I mean, because another argument would probably be like, yo, he represent the Bloods and blah, 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 blah. But Snoop is selling smokeless stoves and he up there with Mark the and it's okay, right? And and we can go back to the murder trial, right? So I'm not saying he's committing crimes now, but you understand the analogy. It's like, if you're sitting where Chris Brown is sitting, He's. These are probably the reasons why he's pissed. Cause he's like, yo, there's a double standard for me. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, so he probably like, yo, and I. And I'm not drawing a direct comparison, please. But I'm just like, he's probably like, yo, Will Smith can commit an assault on television. You know what I'm saying? And 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 whatever. But so I. So I see why he's mad. But he has to obviously understand that. You know, what he did was very public. The pictures were public. It was a very big thing at the time. And, you know, whatever transpired between them in terms of her forgiving him, you know, that's admirable. And it it appears like he's tried to move past it as well, right? You know, but the public isn't really privy to those things. So a lot of people, you know, um, especially people who've experienced domestic violence or, or just feel some type of way about the incident, are never going to get over it, right? And that's just how some things are, so.
0: Yeah, that's how, again, I think he has to get to a place, again, I don't know him, he's not my client, but I think he has to get to a place of that acceptance because if you're still like, hey, like, and it sucks for anything, a decision to be, for you to be invited and then disinvited. I get that part, right? And so, like you said, he's on a thing where it's like, well, if they don't want me there, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to take part in any festivities that's your right, bro. You have every right to do that. And so just like, again, some companies are going to have relationships with you and some aren't. That's just the kind of way it works. So, and, you know, also, and just to kind of wrap things up, what took place again, wrong is wrong, right? Domestic violence, any type of criminal activity is wrong no matter when, but in this, and in regards to like the public image and what he did, especially during that time, heightened time, right, It's different than maybe that would have happened in the 80s or that would maybe happen in the 90s. But once you got into the 2000s, especially the late 2000s, times were different. So a lot of you know some of the the activities that people were getting away with for that some of that short term memory loss that people used to have, right, not the case anymore because now you like you said those pictures are going to live forever, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, people are always gonna are gonna bring those up, and that's what I mean. Like it's gonna be with him wherever he goes.
1: You know, it's a similar situation, kind of to me. If you to that is like the Red Rice situation, right? Like in terms yeah. of it being—I'm not talking about extended injuries, when I, but I—but I mean in terms of it being public and it being be something career. Yeah, you know where it's like I could see him being invited to something with the Ravens and then being disinvited. You know, by a sponsor, like, you know, you know what I mean? Um, okay. So, it, but it's one of these things where you have to understand that when you, when, when there's an act that's fat egregious, you know, people aren't necessarily going to forgive you as quick. And when, when there's video and, 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 you know, at images and, and that type of visual evidence of something, it lives forever. So it's harder for people to move on. It's not fair, but it's just harder for people to move on.
0: And that, that's part of the consequences, right? Like we know and I know in any facet of whatever consequence of it is, some consequences are short term, some consequences are long term, right? And yeah, we all have done things that we shouldn't have done when we were young, but there are a lot of us that had issues or had problems that had consequences when we were young that we have to live with for the rest of our life. Kind of the way it works. What about that? You know, so uh we'll see, man. We'll we'll see how that goes. All right. Um Monique, truth telling 2024 continues, Jay. Hmm. All right. Monique, the legendary comedian and actress, was uh was on Club Shay Shay about a week ago, and she had a lot to say. She had um you know, she she had uh uh she aired out or continued her grievances um about Oprah, about Tyler Perry. She uh had a lot of things to say about some individuals that that didn't help her, like uh like Kevin Hart. Uh she had some words for Tiffany Haddish. She had the thing with DL. Um, they've been going they're still currently going back and forth. It's also kind of spilled over into her and her her, I think her oldest son are going back and forth. Um so I got a couple clips to that. I'm a uh, I'm a share out here. You know, it, it was a lot just to try to kind of, you know, split up and everything. It was it was a lot going on in that. Week. But uh, I'm going to try to capture the the majority of it in, in a short period of time real quick. Good. All right.
2: Give
3: me an apology. Winfrey, you owe me an apology. Mm. See, Shannon, Oprah and I had a private conversation about our mothers. Mm-hmm. This is the part people don't know. Right, I shared with that woman what me and my mother were going through. Now, my mother's no longer here. In peace. Right? right? And I shared with Oprah Winfrey what we were going through and how I felt. And I was, you know, you, you trying to balance it out because it's your mother. I and you I wrong. shared that with you. And I shared with her my family and what the dynamic was. And you don't tell me you're going to have my goddamn parents. I was getting ready to say, Goddamn, baby, it was right there. Mm-hmm. But you don't tell me you're going to have my mother and my father on your show. And you think that that's just okay? And the way you try to apologize in front of a group of women—if you think I've done anything wrong—you're no, 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 no. gonna stop that. Yeah. And Oprah Winfrey walks around like I can't be checked. I—I don't I admit to that. I'm not. I'm a firm believer, Mo. No one is beyond reprogram. No one at all. So when you keep saying, "What is it?" I'm gonna keep answering you the same exact way.
1: This is yeah. the one where Tyler Perry. How can Tyler Perry make it right, Mo? Give you a job give you a, uh, uh uh your sit give you a sitcom, say Mo, okay, you know what, Mo? Sitcom, you're gonna be the executive producer, I'm gonna be a co executive producer, you're
3: gonna do the sitcom. If somebody cost you Shannon Sharp millions of dollars, yeah, do you wanna be compensated for what they cost you for a lie and a rumor? Yeah. So at that time I was making roughly between two and three million dollars a year. Right. We keep throwing each other under the bus. Mm -hmm. You're doing an interview with GQ magazine. And I'm assuming the journalist was a white person. Mm -hmm. And the conversation turned to Monique. And she said, well, I don't do business like Monique do business. And I'm glad I don't have that husband of hers.
1: But she don't know your husband.
3: And when I saw that, it's like, Tiffany, if you had a husband like mine, you may not have two DUIs. Mm. If you had a husband like mine, you may not be caught up in what looks like you could have been grooming a child. Mm -hmm. And I say all of that with no judgment. But when you speak about having a husband like mine, you open up the door. And I'm saying to you, if you had one like mine, you may not sit in these positions that you can't explain the next day. Right.
0: All right, let me uh, get to the dream where she was talking about uh, D.L. real quick.
3: I do D.L.'s t- uh, radio show. Yeah. D.L. Hughley is not there. His team is there. And Shannon, we having a great time. When we get to the end of the show, they said, Monique, you want to play a game? Well, I want to play. I said, sure, sugar. And it's a <laughs> game called Would You Rather, okay? They said, Monique, we want to play a game of Would You Rather. Would you rather your husband sleep with Lee Daniels with a condom? or Corinne Steffens without one. What? So I said, I'm gonna call my brother. I call D.L. Hughley on the phone. I say, hey, baby, yeah, Huh? that's how he responds. <laughs> I said, listen, I just got off the phone with your team and they wanted to play this game. Would you rather ask me about my husband and Lee Daniels and Corinne Steffens and his exact words? Well, that's how we do it.
0: That's a- All right, let me give you, I'm uh, gonna play D.L.'s response real quick.
1: Every time I see Monique these days, she's on uh, doing some greasy-ass video <laughs> with her and her daddy complaining about something or well, working out. I don't know nobody that work out that much in gain weight unless every crunch you do has got Captain in the front
3: of it. Okay. But apparently, she goes on Club Shay Shay and tells the story about how she came on my radio show and I wasn't there at the time. My co-host, Jasmine Sanders, played a game that we played all the time with everybody called Would You Rather. She apparently was so offended by that that she says she got off, she called me. Monique did, and she said I was very dismissive, like, huh, Monique's a liar. When Monique did call me, I heard her her complaints, I listened to her and I
1: pulled the segment. So if I had been as dismissive as she alleges I was, that segment would have aired. It didn't because I respected her wishes. All
0: right, and last but not least, what she said about about Kev
3: we got off the phone with Kevin Hart. We called mall immediately and said, Kevin Hart said whatever we want to do, he got us. They was like, oh, this is incredible because when you put Kevin Hart's name on it, you already know what it is. Correct. Two weeks go by. In the Mall says, We just got a call from Kevin Hart's manager, Dave Becky. Said Kevin doesn't want anything to do with Monique. So whatever she told y'all, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want any any kind of relationship with Monique. Mm-hmm. Monique would continue. Soon as we got off the phone and they told us what Kevin manager David Becky said, I called Kevin Hart immediately. He said, Mo, that's, that's a miscommunication. I can tell you right now. I said, wait a minute. Are you okay, though, with this white man calling them up? He said, Mo, um, that's a miscommunication and we're going to talk Tuesday. That was two years ago. If you talk to him, I talk to him. I've never talked back to Kevin Hart again. In addition to this story, Monique was also sure to mention that when her family was up against the wall, Hart wrote her family a check to help them out when they needed it. When Monique was able to pay him back, they did so, with interest on top.
2: All right. So let's yeah, get. I
1: want, to get I want to hear what you think about it, man, because that's a lot.
0: Yeah, it is a lot. She said, she said a lot. About a lot of people. um, So a lot of people, um, you know, just kind of having as all of this has kind of a lot of people have made comparisons to the Cat Williams interview, right? In regards to, oh, she's up there. She's telling the truth and she's exposing people, so on and so forth. Um, But for me, I don't believe like that their interviews are similar at all. I mean, outside of them, maybe name dropping and kind of maybe giving some intel about things that have happened behind the scenes. But I feel like they're different in this in the respect that um, there were two different objectives, I think. So like with Cat, Cat went up there, kind of, you know, was. Providing a retort for a lot of the individuals that had gone up there previously and saying like, oh, well, Ricky Smiley was lying about the whole Friday deal um, and I'm the better comedian and so on and so forth. Right. So I feel like he was looking for validation in the sense of this is who I am. There are things happening behind the scenes, but I'm the better comedian. And then he was still like, yo, I'm going off to do my you know, um, to do his comedy tour that he's on right now, and he has other different ventures, right? So he kind of went up there, said his piece, and kind of kept it pushing. I feel like with Monique though, and again, I love Monique, great comedian. I saw her most recent special on Netflix. She's a legend in the game, right? Can't argue with that. I feel like her objective is a little different in the sense that she's actually looking for um compensation, and she wants like an apology from from Oprah for what was done to her. And I'm not to say that her grievances or her concerns are not valid because they sound like they are. Um, but again, she's looking for like financial compensation from from Tyler Perry, right? Like she's looking for, yeah, he needs to, you know, compensate me for the money that you know he cost me by stirring up this lie and, and costing me and blackballing me and so on and so forth. And again, they said in this video, I haven't heard the video, um, but if it exists, cool. Like, again, it's real nasty if that actually took place. Right. Terrible situation. But I feel like that's the difference. Right. Like she's looking to be compensated, you know, emotionally as far as with the apology and then financially from Tyler Perry. And Kat was a situation where he was just going about his business. Right. He's not looking for anything from from anybody. So um, and I just feel like it's just gotten, you know, out of hand, man. Like just the fallout of it is terrible. Like, as far as, like, her going back and forth with DL, the situation between her and her son are, are, it now has been, I guess, more exposure. And it's, you know, they're going back and forth, like, every day, like, you know, on social media. So, well, that, uh, but, like, a, two different kind of objectives in it.
1: I, I think the situation with her son is, like, to me, it's just, it's the definition of, like, technology, like, the downfall of it, like, the... the bad side and like oversharing, right? Anytime you are sharing text messages between yourself and your son on social media, you're you're wilding and you're way out over your skis. I don't care what it is. If you're his mother, you know, you need to call him and talk to him, right? But if you feel like it's more important to prove to your followers that you're right, than to repair your relationship with your son like you're wilding. It don't matter if, if it's her or anybody. So, and I'm and again, I kinda have a hard line on it because again, we we went through this with about sharing pictures on the internet. So I will never, ever take a screenshot of any any text messages ever and share them on the internet. Now for no reason. I respectfully like because I have relationships with people, but I respectfully like I you have to care that much to put that much personal information out, right? And, and if I care that much like I'm going to pick up the phone and call you and be like yo I, this is the real story or blah, blah 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 but um so that's the, but that's a separate situation so I just think that's something that she needs to get on the phone with her son and get in a room with him or get on a plane and go straighten that out um the second part to me this is just a personal um kind of perception and view on it a lot of the things that she was talking about, right? We got to remember it. It was under the umbrella, like she was saying. Tyler Perry, Ke- uh, Kevin Hart, people did bad business with her, right? But she was talking about a lot of it under the umbrella of not that they did bad business with her, where she, like she could sue them for like breaching a contract or something. But she was talking about a relationship that she thought she had, right? Basing it in culture cuz she's talking about yo my brother, my sister and I'm not I'm not disrespecting that because you know, you know the same way when I when me and you met. Like you you make a connection and so I understand within the industry I'm not making light of those relationships, you understand? But let's be honest about what we're talking about. She's not talking about anybody that violated a contract that she could sue them cuz she would have did it, you understand? She's talking about relationships and particularly and specifically relationships of black males and females of power in the industry in the entertainment industry right and she's pulling back the curtain and telling us things based off her experience you know kind of like giving everybody the tea to go back five years right i got a problem with that and i'm gonna tell you why because culturally now we talking about culture right culturally we are the only culture that think that keeping it real is airing our d- dirty laundry in front of the world and in front of a bunch of people that don't understand the nuances of what we're even discussing, right? So to the the reason why that Club Shay Shay got 60 million views is because there's a lot of people watching it and it's entertained by it, you understand? And as, as much as in our culture, being a black psychologist is a, is a fraternity amongst the you know, in, in, within itself. And if me and you are the only two black psychologists in somewhere, where we got a problem, we need to get in the room and take care of it. And mm-hmm. talk about it private. We don't need to be... We, I mean, and again, people can feel differently, but I don't think that's keeping it real, right? And people got to show me other examples of cultures that do that, right? That feel like going on a platform with somebody that's not the same culture as you and just airing out All of these whatever salacious details, this, that about your culture makes you watch. People are interested in it, but they're interested in it like a carnival, right? They they, they. so that's my annoyance with all of this, right? Is that you got all of these powerful people. Do we have to preserve their images like they're gods? No. Oprah's not a god, Tyler Perry's not a god. But listen, there there are parties, festivals. Uh, uh uh Events that they go to, you understand? I'm not trying to be funny. Corner them and get a room at the BET Awards and talk about it, respectfully, yeah. or some dinner that we ain't that that none of us are invited to in Calabasas or something. But don't get on the internet and do that because, respectfully, like, show me another culture that does that, bro. Listen, that's,
0: like, this when keeping it real goes wrong that's what this is and and here's the part right monique again if she if it does come out or it is actually true or valid that yeah tyler perry went around he said yo she's difficult to work with or whatever the case may be and so on and so forth right? Because i listened to the whole interview it's a long interview but i wanted to make sure um i want to get like a comprehensive um you know feel and hearing of everything that was taking place and so yeah if this took place that's real again that's terrible for any type of situation where you have any individual power utilize and weaponize that and you know what i mean let it be to the downfall of someone else at the same time this is also where it is what i noticed in with monique is that it wasn't a lot of responsibility she was placing on herself right because there's culpability and responsibility on everybody's part if people is it's part on oprah on tyler cav whatever the case may be but then there's also the part that i don't feel like that's i feel like that's missed right and i'm I'm gonna highlight a couple different parts right situation in regards to okay her, her, the whole history between her and 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 uh Lee Daniels the Tyler Perry, whatever the case was, what, I think what came from Precious, and she didn't do like, I guess, the um international tour joint, right? It's a situation where look, she says it wasn't in her contract to do that. All right, cool. It wasn't in your contract to do that. You chose not to do it. At the same time, you know, like I we've all been in situations in different realms and different areas of business, right? Or whatever field of study is that you are going to be asked to do things if you're part of a group situation or you're a part of something, right, that's not necessarily in your contract to do, but you kind of like, all right, to be a team player, you kind of go along, even if it's an inconvenience. So right. I can see how, okay, they're asking her, like, yo, it wasn't in your contract to do it, but we would like for you to be a part of the rest of the cast that's promoting this. So I can see if she says no, it's like, all right, cool. At the same time, like how we say, the corporations in our last conversation have, they're able, they have the right to say, well, we don't want this representation. They have the right to kind of choose what they want to work with. I feel like if Tyler Perry or Lee Daniels is like, Hey, yeah, Monique is great, but I mean, she may not be the best person to work with because we asked her to come out and, you know, do whatever. And she didn't do it. Like the rest of the cast is here and she's choosing not to same thing with the whole Kevin Hart situation. Right? like, Kev, Kev gave her money, bro. And I'm not I'm not being like a Kev enthusiast, but Kev gave her money when her family was down. She, she acknowledged that. She acknowledged that, hey, we pay Kev back plus interest. Cool. Now, if Kev said he's going to do something with you, right? If he said, hey, we're we going to do business and so on and so forth. Like she took it upon herself to call whatever studio up and say, look, Kev's going to do this. Like for me, she kind of overstepped on that, right? Like let Kev, if he's saying I'm going to go in business with you, let him make that phone call. Like I, I felt like there was in the conversation,
1: but this, but, this, but that's what I was saying. Like at most of these examples, right, are more are not business relationships. They're business relationships, but the expectations are like familial stuff, right? It, right? there's business relationships, and it is the expectation that you're gonna look out for me because of whatever, right? And I and I again, I'm not making light of it because. You know, as well as I do, when we get in these spaces, then we we help each other out because we have to. Right. Mm -hmm. But with but with that being said. It's kind of like. Like, while you was talking, I'm I'm looking up, I I, I just wanted to make sure I looked up, I said, yo, I looked up actors who are and you know what else came up? Difficult to work with. Right. And, and you got Bruce Willis, you got Julia Roberts, you got Jennifer Lopez, you got Lindy Loh- Lohan, Edward Norton. My point is, somebody had to say this, right? These are the producers. These are... So, Tyler Parrish saying, saying that about her or somebody else, right? Do you understand what we're saying? That now, I could see her saying, yo, it cost me opportunities, right? But my point is, yo, look it up on Google. It happens every minute. Right. You you know what I mean? When you work with a producer or somebody, they're gonna come away with an impression of you. And all of these people, Edward Norton, Bruce Willis, Jennifer Lopez, they all have this reputation of, I mean, according to that article, of being difficult to work with. So I think my whole point is I think a lot of these grievances, right? Even if they were valid, which some of them are, especially the grievance. That she had with Taraji, right? Like, and I and again, I'm a I'm I'm a fair person. So where I was solidly on her side was her being angry about people coming at her about the Netflix thing, right? Mm-hmm. It making a whole lot of news about her being, you know, having all these gripes, and then she wins the lawsuit, right? So obviously there was something there, right? Um that I got no issue on, right? Um but then, when she starts talking about her relationship with all of the black people in Hollywood, right? It, it that's to me that none of this was was something that should have went on a public platform. Like it's entertaining to us, right? But it's entertaining to us because she's getting at people that we thought were untouchable, that on her level, right? Um, but yo, culturally, bro, I'm just saying it doesn't do nothing for us. And find me an, an example. Of another culture that does that they they trust me there are gatekeepers in every culture right and in, in every culture they have discussions about their marriage. public image about about the words they use to address each other about everything about marriage about relationships every culture has these conversations so why do we only have a direct view into certain cultures right B- because we feel like keeping it real is airing all of our personal, you know, information and and traditions and this and that without the nuance to the public, right? Because it's like a carnival. It's interesting, right? Because it's not something that they've seen before and, and the bluntness of it. But it's it's shameful, bro, because if we're being honest, if she really wanted to rectify these issues, she would get in a room with these people if, if it's even possible. But you know, as well as I do, Oprah is not jumping on the live to respond. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's the,
0: right, like what's, what's the question that I'm not, I'm not victim blaming. Right. I don't want that to get misconstrued at the same time. What do we say to our clients? How is your behavior getting you closer to getting your needs met? Right. Because like, again, you're going on all these different platforms and you are saying you want to be compensated. Now, the question I would pose to her is, Do you feel like you going on this platform and airing out whomever, or Tyler Perry and blah, 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 do you think that's going to get you the compensation that you're looking for? Or like you mentioned, going, let's have a conversation in that room, if that's even feasible, right? Because here's another thing. I'm going to tease out what you said. That list of individuals that you say are difficult to work with, and I don't know these individuals, but from what I've heard, some of these same names that have popped up right over the years. It's because of their conduct or whatever, like on the set, right? Of them being like prima donnas and yeah. so forth. Right? It's not from them airing out the director or airing out like the the producer or the studio and naming names because that doesn't help your. You know what I mean? That doesn't help your cause because now it's like, oh well, because at the end of the day, you're affecting the bottom line. Like if you're gonna do precious or you're gonna be in these other different movies and then you're gonna be complaining about like, oh, well, this is what happened, like. Now that affects the bottom line of the film. The studio and everyone executive producer's job is to make money on the films. None of those people that you in, that you named are in a situation where they, oh, the, 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 the director or the, the executive producer at Paramount did this, or he said such and such. Right? So it's kind of like, how are your actions helping you get or achieve your objective or what your goal is? It's not. She mi- right? Listen, she might
1: she might have achieved one of them because I think she's on tour with Cat Williams now. I saw them at one date <laughs> together. So nice. the eyes back on her. She achieved
0: that goal, you know. That's, that's good for, Yeah, but that was Cat Williams. You're you went on there to talk about Oprah right. and Tyler, right? So Tyler's not gonna be like, oh you, she put me on there. Let me get my checkbook. Let me write yeah. you this two You see what I mean? Oprah's not gonna come out and be like, hey, come on, come on my show, come on the own network so I can apologize to you. And I'm
1: going to be very honest. The only person, two people that I've seen get paid this way, two people, 50 Cent and Dame Dash. I've seen 50 Cent post on Instagram, yo, pay me by Monday. And I've seen people respond like, yeah, I'm going to have your money by Monday, right? I've seen Dame Dash on camera tell Lee Daniels that he owed him $2 million. And then Lee Daniels paid him, right? But these are different situations and obviously i'm saying it a little bit in jest but
0: yeah never johnson usually right?
1: that technique is not gonna work right and not. i you know and obviously lee daniels paid up because he knew he owed damn dash the bread you know what i mean and, and right. we know why everybody paid 50 you understand uh, we, we know because they wasn't going to be able to move comfortable you know right. but but again the difference is those were situations where if those individuals wanted to, they could have sued and won, right? They was basically telling those people publicly, like, yo, I'm embarrassing you because you got a debt and you're supposed to have the bread. Where's my bread? You understand? Um, But that's different than somebody saying, yo, our relationship fell out and you cost me money, right? Because if there was a defamation thing, she would have sued Tyler Perry. He's worth mad bread. I don't know if she sued him, but you understand what I'm saying? So. It is what it is. Like I, I just think some of this was misdirected. Like I think she that the beef she had about the public's reaction on the Netflix thing. I think she's right about that, but she missed the mark with that thing on her son. Man. You can't never yeah. let let the the public in on family business. You know the,
0: the optics. In addition to that, man, the optics of it are are just terrible. Like yeah, the beef. DL, you and DL are going back and forth. You you're taking shots at all these other different comedians. Like, how old are we at this point, right? Like let's just throw a lot of it again. How old are we gonna be? Like you guys are supposed to be the elder statesman, and I'm not trying to like project or impose this on to someone that I don't even know. But when you have like you're supposed to have like you're supposed to be the aunt or the uncle, whatever she calls herself and her babies and blah 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 blah, right? All right, then do that though. Right, it should be a reason why you and DL are going back and forth on live, and you taking all these shots and saying, "Well, you know what I mean, Tiffany. If you had a husband like me, you wouldn't have DUI." Like it's, 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 it's just a terrible man for the optics. And I feel like, again, conversations need to take place, right? Because now this is turned into the Royal Rumble. This is turning into I'm gonna get up here, I'm gonna go on Club Shay Shay, I'm gonna get in the ring, and I'm just gonna start taking shots. And like you said. This doesn't happen in the other room of comedians, right? We don't see this in the other mainstream white whatever. You don't see Jerry Seinfeld going up there and he's like, "Yeah, let me tell you about you know what I mean, John Lovins." Yo, and I mean?
1: everybody, all of these people have issues. All of these people have stories of people u- using them for writing, not probably giving them credit, not getting paid for jobs. Like, it's not it's not just one story, right? You know, so. Again, I just think certain it's things, different. especially when it's all tied to the culture. Like, I mean, having these conversations in public, like most people won't agree with me because they believe in keeping it real and that's the definition of it. But I, I think it just makes us look stupid.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I hope it gets resolved, but we we gotta stop it. I mean, I'm not hating on Club Shay Shay because Club Shay Shay is doing numbers. Shout out to Shannon Sharp, uh, cause this platform is amazing, They're doing great numbers. Um, and again, the guest, it's not like he's forcing guests to say things that they're against with. her are coming up there and they're, they're you know, sharing. But the truth telling 2024, bro, it, it's getting out of hand. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, this is the problem with speaking my truth because then it, it goes places and again, you know, people love watching a train wreck, man. People, you know, it's the misery, love, miserable company, and they love the salacious drama. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Um, Jay, anything else before we get out of here? No, nothing, man.
1: Just want to, you know, again, always want to thank everybody that's riding with us. We appreciate the support. We appreciate everybody that likes the videos, sends us the questions and the messages and all that support. And we're going to continue to put out the content. So we appreciate it.
0: That's right. Go tell a friend to tell a friend that's going to tell another friend. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed listening and watching the show as much as we enjoy putting it on for you guys. So continue Share, like, subscribe, and we're going to keep pumping out that edutainment. All right, Jay, Um, anything else, brother? Have a great week. Wishing you and everyone else good mental health, bro.
1: But appreciate it, man. Later. All right.